Well, what I'm and I'm I'm really curious how many people that struggle with addiction have had you know we call them MT minor traumatic brain injuries MTBIs concussions um, in their in their lifetime right and I guess when you when fifty percent of them are undiagnosed <laughs> I guess you never really know right but but I I would I would bet that it's that the numbers are staggering. Is there anyone out there? From darkness to life contains the real stories of individuals who found their way out of the darkness caused by mental health challenges and substance abuse. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please reach out when you're ready to ourcollectivejourney.ca or on Facebook at Our Collective Journey. So Ryan here, uh, Plugged In Media Network, coming at you tonight. Um, We are doing a special episode tonight. We have a few gentlemen here with us. Derek's here as well. How are you doing tonight, Derek? Fantastic. Yeah? Spent the entire day at the college taking a program um, to uh, learn a little bit more um, how to help people uh, who are in crisis mode so always like to you know sit down and hear um, other people's perspectives on 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 you know addiction and um, you know when we get to that spot that uh, many of us have been and that thought of taking our own you know life um pops up and yeah learned learned a whole bunch there today so cool sounds like you've you're taking the assist training i am taking the assist. that's awesome that's man. what it's called you it's really good right because yeah, yes, it's it so many people when you talk about suicide they don't want to really touch the subject nope and it's beautiful the way assist you know ask the hard questions ask them if they're thinking of suicide because yep. what's the alternative if they are and you don't ask and they take their lives that night you know, I would, I would have a uh, hard time um, looking at myself. Totally. Right. right? Sure, and, yeah. and that always, I wish I would have done more. I, I should have done this. I should have done that. And that's the beauty of taking training. hundred percent. Right. Yeah, Cause sure. when you get to, to a spot where it, you know, it like, you know, counts and you, you have to know how to handle it and how to talk people, talk, you know, to people. And kind of meet them where they're at, and uh, and yeah, figure out a way to keep them safe. Yeah, for sure. Wonderful. Well, without further ado, I'm going to uh, pass the mic over to you. I'm just going to say welcome, fellows, and thanks for joining us tonight. We got a couple doctors in the house tonight, and <laughs> the last time I was in front of two doctors, I had overdosed and tried to take my life. So this is kind of full circle, right? No, it's, <laughs> a, it's a it's such a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks, Thank guys. You so much. Awesome. Yeah, um, we are here today with uh, Dr. Ryan Como and uh, Dr. James Skrankovich. I just call him Dr. James because that's, that's a <laughs> long James. name to say. It's a long say. one, yeah. yeah these uh, are two of the chiropractors at uh, the Kinetics Center here in the hat. Um, I uh, met these two gentlemen about four years ago now and uh when when i came to them um i i was at a point where i had kind of thought that i wasn't ever going to be able to heal from from my concussions and um they uh brought a lot of hope um they brought a lot of different um techniques and different um i guess uh, p- 
procedures and uh, ways to, you know, help us uh, get get onto the path of healing from mm-hmm. from concussions. And uh, I know that I've had ten plus. Um, some of them, I guess, weren't that bad. But I've come to learn <laughs> that there's no such thing as a minor concussion. So <laughs> or a good one. Or a good one, yeah, right? for sure. So yeah, I want to thank them, and uh, yeah, what what is going on in your guys's world? Not much. Yeah, not just, much. It just um, you know, uh, really exciting times for me because I'm an Oilers fan. So <laughs> I know my hockey team has been doing so well, and 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 if, and James unfortunately is a Flames fan, and so I, I'm excited because <laughs> the Oilers are doing so well. But I'm 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 kind of sad because the Flames are also doing well. So mm-hmm. I can't really you know make fun of James like I wish I could and, and, and his choice <laughs> of, of, of team. But no, just an honor to be here yeah. with you guys, and um, and this is a this is a discussion that that. Uh, is a, a very important one to have, and in in our opinion, it's probably one of the least discussed, one of the most mismanaged uh, things that we see in clinic mm-hmm. on a day to day, and something that we're very passionate about mm-hmm. because we've seen the mismanagement, uh, we've we've been through the mismanagement as athletes ourselves, and we see the consequences, and they can be absolutely dire. And, and I think, you know, it's really exciting because in the last, you know, five to 10 years, I say specifically the last five years, we have seen this really resurgence of discussion around the topic of concussion. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about this, the, the studies that have come out, we we look at things like, uh, uh, like CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll talk about in more detail as we, as we go through the podcast here, but you know, how these, how, how putting a kid who's concussed and, 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 me, and not diagnosing it for one, we'll talk about some of the data and some of the research is just astounding, but how, how these kids are back on the ice and, yeah. and some of them are, you know, are back on the ice with a brain injury. Like a concussion is a brain injury. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, you know, they sustain a secondary concussion. How, you know, the, the, the results can be devastating later on in life and maybe not necessarily as dramatic as CTE, uh, which is placking of the brain, which is pretty substantial, but, mm. but just how, you know, our neurochemistry of the brain is altered, Yeah, you know, and how it affects us with decisions and, 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 and our, our dopamine levels, our, our thoughts of, 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 uh, happiness, uh, depression. For sure. Um, and how that feeds into this, to, to just mental, mental health, yeah. you know, and, and how a lot of, a lot of these, these, uh, athletes that were mismanaged are just really, really <clears throat> in a dark place. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure some of your listeners mm-hmm. uh, are, are, have gone through this or going through this or in that place. So if, if we can shed some light on that, you know, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Like, sorry to no, steal good. the mic there, James. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. A- this is awesome. Um, uh, Dr. Uh, James over here has uh, been a very integral part um, to uh, my recovery path and um, his attention to, you know, detail, um, mm-hmm. his ability to, to ask the right questions. Um, and, you know, it's, it was so awesome when I started out there just to be able to talk to people that knew what I was talking about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, um, you know, especially trying to deal with this stuff that happens 
not the day after, mm-hmm. no, but you know, you know, five, ten years, and um, I, I don't think people truly understand um, how a knock on the head can absolutely change you. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's amazing because I'm one of those people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That I don't completely understand it all. I know I got all banged up playing hockey and, you know, the the crazy lifestyle I led in active addiction and the bar fighting and the street fighting and all these things, right? I know I had at least as many as you had yeah. too, but mm-hmm. just sloughed it off as a, oh, I got my ass kicked last night and I got a headache today. I'm going to have another beer or whatever I'm going to have. Mm-hmm. And that's how I coped with it for yeah. so long. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. So I'm excited to be here today yeah. to listen to this yeah, stuff. I know I'm going to learn a lot. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's what we're, you know, we're very passionate about is trying to spread the word, right? Mm-hmm. To parents, to kids, mm-hmm. to to, to anyone dealing with this stuff, it's, it's a, it's a huge thing and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's easy to spread the word, right? And yeah. nowadays we have, you know, stuff like this, what you guys are doing and, um, our clinic, I feel like does a great job. So it's, it's cool to be able to spread that word and, and hear stuff like your story that is a successful story, right? Oh, sure. So, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So, That's so cool. Yeah. Cause I, I, I had doctor after doctor tell me we don't know what's wrong with you we don't know why you have you're having all this pain everywhere and um we uh we started to dive in to it and i started to kind of learn about what was going on Mm -hmm. and um i i guarantee i don't know half of what these guys know (laughs) but um i'm yeah i'm just i am I am pumped to to be here today to yeah, hear yeah. these two talk about mm-hmm. what they do because I'm I'm very passionate about um, you know helping people with with you know concussions and stuff. So I I can't wait to hear about what you guys have mm-hmm. and how 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 like you can help us. So. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and and you know I think you know diving into it one of one of the most important things is education mm-hmm. and um you know you look at you look at the old school and the new school and and it almost feels like in the last 10 years, 10 years it's almost been that paradigm shift when we're mm-hmm. talking about sports and and uh, related to concussion right when we played uh you know I can remember getting knocked out on the ice having a severe concussion yeah. and my coach telling puking in the back of the bus and my coach telling me hey but you're in the like we're we're about to do a playoff run here like you're in the net tomorrow night like no ifs ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're a young athlete like that, you just you're like, hey, and and you want to play, right? You want to play. Totally. And so, so education is everything. And now, again, like I said, we're they're shedding light on this. And and um, but I think it's important if we just start even with what what is a concussion because a lot of people don't even know what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And and the brain is is uh, well, it's the most important organ of the body. We have, we have trillions and trillions of of little nerve endings and, and pathways, right? It's just like, it's like a circuit board. If you mm-hmm. think about the brain and, 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 uh, someone actually showed me a, it was a, I think a video on, on, on uh, YouTube and it showed the circuitry of a brain in mm-hmm. real time. It's just phenomenal, right? The connectivity. And these are circuits that we develop over time in our life, right? We develop this, the, the brain is, we, we call it neuroplastic, mm-hmm. right? Neuroplastic, meaning that, that it, there's plasticity there, right. meaning that it's moldable, it's changeable. Um, it's rehabable, right? Uh, but it's also a very, very uh, delicate structure. 
So, so unlike the, you know, the common, the common theme that we used to hear, well, you uh, concussions, like a bruising of your brain, well, that's not true at all. And the research tells us that that's not what it is, but it, it is impaction of the brain inside the skull. And, um, and that causes shearing or tearing of some of these nerve structures, right? Wow. And, and, uh, and so it's like the circuit board shut off or certain circuits are shut off is the way that I look at it. And, um, and, and the brain has to then, you know, send all these resources to that area because it's, it's not necessarily the whole brain that, 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 that is, that, that has a circuit board shut off. Mm-hmm. It's a couple circuits or whatever, thousands of circuits, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, isn't a lot of circuits when we're talking about trillion, trillions right. of connect, connections, right? <laughs> and the brain uses tons of resources and wants to heal that circuitry in a sense, and will pull resources from other parts of the brain. And that's why we get common common uh, signs and symptoms of a concussion. Things like, you know, photosensitivity, which mm-hmm. is sensitivity to light, headaches, uh, difficulty with concentration, balance impediment, which is a very, very common one. Yeah. And because uh, the brain's trying to throw all these yeah. resources to, to the brain. And, and, and the best way that I've had it described to me, and I always say this to patients, it's kind of like, you know, where let's say we normally are running with a full tank of gas right? It's almost like someone's emptied 90% of the gas out of the tank and you're working with 10% of a fuel tank, right? And you're not going to drive a long distance on a 10% 10 fuel tank. If you are, you're going to go damn slow, right? And that's what it's like when we're treating a concussion. It's about trying to, to get that patient to understand, trying to get the parents to understand, no, this is the impediment. This is what we're dealing with. If we allow that tank to fill up again, right? If we don't burn all the fuel and, and start from square one, if we can keep that kid off of the ice so that they don't get a secondary concussion, mm-hmm. secondary impact syndrome, if we can keep them from screen time or reduce screen time, keep them away from things that are going to burn them out. Sometimes we have to take them out of school and, and work with the teachers and, and the, the principals and, and, uh, and allow that fuel tank to start to build up again. A lot of times we see great success in, in, in rehabbing this and that we're talking about an, an acute stage. If we can catch it early, that's if the coach sent, you know, pulls the kid yeah, off for sure. You know, there's the, the parent says, okay, I got to get my child, uh, you know, checked out here. Um, but, but unfortunately a lot of times we also have those cases that come in, they're chronic, chronic cases that mm-hmm. have been mismanaged right. that are two, three, four, five years old and maybe yeah. repetitive concussions. And that's when we really have to dive in and try to. I want to say rewire mm-hmm. the connectivity, right? Right, that connectivity that's been lost or that's been affected, that circuit board that's been affected, and um, and sometimes just giving uh, education, not a, not a sense of false hope, but a sense of hope mm-hmm. to that patient, it goes a very very long way. Yeah. They're not broken, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's a way that they can get. They, they need help, and and a lot of times when we t- start talking about the chronic patient. Um, it's about, you know, resetting different components like the balance and, and, and the, you know, the different reflexes that we work on, um, mm-hmm. from our standpoint, but it's also getting the psychological help, you know, understanding that component of it, because there is a change that occurs with the chemistry of the brain yeah. and what gives us happiness again, and what makes us sad. What gives us happiness in life and what makes us sad in life gets altered and, mm-hmm. and it, and it can leave that young athlete or that athlete or adult, whatever, at mm-hmm. all ages in a state of just confusion. Yeah. Why do I feel this way? I'm not right. I right. don't feel normal. Why? 
and for the you know for 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 a lot of these people, we're the first mm-hmm. we're the first practitioners. Hey, you're concussed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We dive into their history, and we say this is what you can expect. This is what happened. What, what has happened, and this is how we can help to rehab you and the resources that we have to use. And it's like a light goes off. It's mm-hmm. almost like immediately there. You know, you can see that there's a sense of relief. Mm-hmm. That's so cool to hear. Yeah. And I think it's probably really difficult. I know we talked, you mentioned like chronic, right? And and I know I put myself, I always sit, try to speak from my experience and I put myself back into those years when I was younger and you get run over by somebody, right? And you, you bang your head and you're on the ice, whatever it looks like. And uh, so you don't want to, you know, maybe it hurts, maybe it doesn't, but you don't want to come out a lot of that stigma around that, right? right? Like your teammates are going to, totally. oh, get up, you sissy, this and that, right? Or like you said, your coach, right? I, I remember those days when my coach said, I think that happened to me once, Oscar, get up. I think I missed a shift, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like feeds into that, that kind of, I'm a tough guy. I don't need to to worry about this type <laughs> thing. And I know how hard it was to sit out when I got sure. my first concussion because I wanted to play so bad and I didn't want to disappoint anybody. And, and I, mm-hmm. you know, there was moments during the day where I felt great and mm-hmm. I'd think, man, I'm playing tonight. I'm playing. I don't yeah. care what it mm-hmm. So I can see how easy it is to get chronic injuries like that. Cause it is. Yeah. And, a, and a lot of times too, you know, you're um, up till now we've had to rely on, on subjectivity. Right. We've had to rely on, you know, the patient, you know, a eight year old kid, for instance, or whatever, telling us how they're feeling we have to ask them, we ask them questions, of course, you know, where you having symptoms and a lot of these kids, they want to play. Yeah. So even though you can tell they're, they're concussed they're, they they say, Oh, I have no headache. And so th- we actually have invented a system um, through our clinic called Kinetisense that is nice. a balance testing 3d motion capture system that analyzes their balance, which is one of the most common things affected by concussion. Mm-hmm. And we're actually baselining these kids and it's wow. just been fantastic. So in medicine hat, where we're from here, for yeah. instance, you know, the hockey association, these different sporting organizations bring their kids in and we get, we get an assessment of their balance when they're healthy. Wow. And mm-hmm. then if they get concussed, they come back and we can reassess them and we can see how far off they are from what their normal is because mm-hmm. every kid's different. And then we have the data to know, okay, this kid is now safe to go back and play. Right. Yeah. And we limit the chances of second impact syndrome. It can be lethal. It can, it can, it can be lethal to a kid or you know, the changes with chronic concussions that we see in the brain, we can limit that because, um, concussions are part of sport. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. I, you need to have your kids in sport yeah. <laughs> because the alternative <laughs> of being a couch potato is not, it comes with a whole other bag of, uh, issues yeah, in, its yeah. own, in its own sense. Um, but, but it's just got to be managed properly. Yeah. And and now we start to have, you know, the technologies and the procedures and, and the things like that to, to manage properly, man, it's just a game changer. It is, really. yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. What a game changer that is. And For sure. How proactive when you can baseline them way before they ever exposed yeah. to these injuries yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Before too, they had, it was called the SCAT 2. I don't know if you ever remember the SCAT 2, but it was basically, you know, like a list of questions, but you would, you would do it at the start of the year to get a score for them, but it was the same questions you would ask if they were concussed. Right. So what they were finding is where kids were actually memorizing it. Right. So, <laughs> That's I done. so they, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's smart and you know, yeah. but it's, 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 uh, it creates these issues. Right. Yeah, so this absolutely. is where that system is so cool. You can't, you can't trick balance, right? Mm. If you're concussed, mm. it's, it's, uh, you can see right away. One of, one of the tests we do on there is, 
just standing, feet together, hands on your hips, close your eyes for 20 seconds. That one I see a lot of where if they're concussed, it's swaying mm-hmm. all over. And um, it's pretty phenomenal when you see it. It's it's scary stuff too because people don't think it, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? And then they see it and they yeah. see it on, and we'll have it hooked up to a TV where they can see themselves after. And, wow. you know, then, then the light bulb goes on. Okay, maybe, you know, yeah. maybe something's wrong here, right? So, oh my goodness. It's objective, ob- objective <clears throat> data paired with subjectivity. Uh, combi- the two together is, is a very, very powerful thing. It is, yeah. And it guides our, guides our rehabilitation. It guides, guides uh, you know, our green lighting, yeah. so to speak, of, of that patient. And, um, but I will tell you, it's, it's that not everyone's proactive. Uh, we have a lot of kids and parents across the board that don't see baselining as important. Mm-hmm. We have parents that, um, you know, won't bring their kids back after a concussion because they're scared that we're going to tell them or practitioners going to tell them they can't play. Uh, that's actually come up recently in a conversation I've had with a parent mm-hmm. and, and it comes down again to, you know, um, explaining to the parent, the severity of this, like you, you look at some of the statistics here, like how prevalent is this, right? You know, concussions account for about 10% of all sports injuries, like one in 10 sports injuries wow. are concussions, right? And it's the second leading cause of brain injury for people ages 15 to 24, this is a crazy one. Two in 10 high school athletes who play contact sports will suffer concussion this year. Two in 10. Wow. So you have a hockey team. I mean, how many, let's say, give or take like 20 kids, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like, like three or four of those kids are going to end up getting concussed on that team. For mm-hmm. sure. Like it's insanely prevalent. Uh, this is the really scary one though. This is five in 10 concussions go unreported or undetected. 50%. Yeah. That like, is this terrifying. Is, this is yeah, terrifying scary, stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you start to talk about things like second impact syndrome, where um, although somewhat rare is is in most cases is lethal, uh, where kids you know get concussed after being concussed already, they they get, get hit again, and all of a sudden the brain goes into this uncontrollable swelling state, and and they they pass, Jeez. and it happens mm-hmm. all the time. Wow, that's right? terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say it's, it's a rare occurrence, but it does happen regularly yeah. because of how often concussions do occur. Right. And, and especially uh, the ones that are undiagnosed, five and 10, you said, right? Correct. Yeah. So correct. half the people don't even know they have one Yeah, and you get another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, and then, and then the misconceptions about it. I mean, yeah. one of the biggest misconceptions, you have to hit your head. Yeah. It's not true. It's not true at all. You know, just uh, taking a blow to the body and the whiplash effect. Right. That, it, that has occurred is enough to create a force inside, you know, inside oh the skull God. with the brain. Right. Wow. So being able to, to, as a coach, as a parent, um, to be able to pick that up, you know, we have spotters in the NHL, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, yeah. Why don't we have spotters in our, on our amateur level? Right? Yeah. Like every team should have a spotter, someone, a parent or someone who's, who's really well educated at this, right? Yeah. And, and, and a clinic, maybe that they're pa- the team's paired with that understands this, knows how to manage this. Yeah, yeah. Because um, That happening. would change the game. Mm-hmm. You know, that can prevent stuff like what happened, what, what's happened to, to all of us. Yeah, yeah for sure. Too, right? And, yeah. and uh, so that's one of the things we want to advocate, advocate for is just education, change, mm-hmm. um, proactivity, right? yeah. being proactive. And, Absolutely. And it's not even just sport too, right? That's the thing we, I see, you know, 
probably one a month where it's a MVA, like a motor vehicle yeah. accident mm-hmm. or someone slipping outside. For right? sure. And sometimes people think it's always associated with sport, but um, yeah, it doesn't have to be right. Mm-hmm. And, and these people don't follow sports. So how, how do they know what's going on? Right. So it's not just education in the sport. I feel like it's important yeah. for everything too. And, and everyone out there. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, 100%. It's, it's one of those things too, you know, uh, it goes so it goes so far beyond just a management plan for that patient because you mm-hmm. know w- with educating them we get them to understand you know here's here's what's going on with your brain here's why you feel the way you do here's why you have your symptoms yeah. this is how we're going to progress you and manage you mm-hmm. um, but then it's that that other layer right it's like well coach wants me on the ice or my work needs me back at yeah. work mm-hmm. I can't take time off work I can't I got to be in school I can't fall behind. Uh, that's where I think the practitioner, a well-trained practitioner, this goes, goes to that next level Mm -hmm. in in helping to coordinate all of those aspects of life, uh, for that person in that time span um, to be able to fill up the gas tank again. Right. And then get back, get back to normal, get back to normal life, get back to playing again as soon as possible, but in a safe manner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I recall there being a lot of pressure back in the day um not to even tell anybody when when like you were hurt right because mm-hmm. you're part of a team and you're part of of you know um something that uh you are obviously you know passionate about and you know when you tell somebody that they can't you know play um i know that i i would hide you know, mm-hmm. I, I recall, you know, coming off, off the ice and it's like, oh, we're, we're already in the, you know, second period. Like, holy crap. Like, yeah. What the hell just happened? Yeah. Well, I got to, you know, puck off the head. I got ran into the backboards. I was probably talking when I should have been listening <laughs> and probably caught one in the chops. So, <laughs> right. So it's, it's, I guess, I guess it's trying to, you know, make kids aware that mm-hmm. you know sports are just a game and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, i don't know what the percentages of kids who make it to the you know pros but it, it sure isn't high mm-hmm. and um you have to live with your brain for the rest of your life and mm-hmm. i wish that i would have would have had a better you know understanding of um what was going on up in my head right because um my my last concussion i got bucked off a horse hit my head brain bleed just about died and uh, i got sent home from the hospital and they said no you just have a concussion i'm like well i know i have a concussion but i can hardly walk And for the next two days after that, I just laid on the couch and I'm like, something is, isn't right here. So mm-hmm. back in and uh, took a scan of my brain and I'm like, oh, you got a brain bleed. You got a neck injury. Mm-hmm. And um, at the start of it, you know, there wasn't a lot of hope because they, I was told that they were just, you know, starting to understand the brain. Mm-hmm. And um, it, uh, it put me in a definitely in a you know a a spot where I thought I couldn't ever get better, mm-hmm. 
and then you start to drink and you start to drug and you start to try to, you know, hide the pain and, mm-hmm. and it just leads to a lot more issues. Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a crazy recipe, isn't it? Yeah. Because what, it's and scary. it's, and it's a chicken or the egg type of thing in the sense that, you know, your, your brain chemistry is altered, which is now going to alter your decision-making. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to, you know, oftentimes if you don't get an answer, you will start to self-medicate, which really has a, you know, uh, an altering effect of itself when the brain's trying to heal from its altered chemistry. You know what I mean? And it's incredibly common. And, um, you know, we, you, you mentioned something about making it to the NHL or making it to the pros. I can tell you that the the pros that have gone through this, that go, that are going through chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Right, that are like Daniel Car- Carcillo, yep. for instance. Mm-hmm. You yep. guys know Daniel Carcillo. Yep. Uh, played for the Chicago Blackhawks. Won, I think, a couple Stanley Cups. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, there's an incredible uh, piece on him in the Players' Tribune. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look it up, um, about his concussions on YouTube, and he, he says immediately, he says, I would trade my concussions. i trade it all to feel normal again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just for some of these individuals... Um, it's, they can't cope anymore. Mm-hmm. Steve Montador is a, a prime example of that <clears throat> NHL player who took his own life. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at uh, Hernandez, I believe, the football player, yeah. right? Um, there some of the mistakes that he was making later on in life after, yeah. you know, playing. And they actually, you know, did dissection of his brain and found that he had chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Um, it oh. alters your decision making. Mm. For sure. You know, it's, it's such a high level there. And, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, even if you do make it, <laughs> you still got problems. At the end of the sure, day, yeah. you know, you're <laughs> yeah. not, you're not, you can't, you can't enjoy it. You nope. can't enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah. I mean, what's it, what, what's it it's worth? Weird. So finding help, there is even those people that have, that are, you know, severely affected, even with CTE, there is help. You're mm-hmm. not, you're not a lost cause. You can, you can rewire, man, neuroplasticity. You can rewire. It takes a lot of work mm-hmm. and you got to have expertise uh, involved, but find that expertise because you can do it, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and that's something we talk about lots with addiction too, right? And how it rewires the brain and mm-hmm. neuroplasticity, and how you can, you know, create these new pathways. But yeah. it's not by taking a magic pill. It takes a lot of work and a mm-hmm. lot of mm-hmm. repetition and starting to reform and rebuild those mm-hmm. pathways. And it's wild. Well, and it's kind of cool, like without getting too, you know, in depth with neurology, which is a very heavy, heavy subject. <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting because not only is it the creation of new pathways, but there's this process that we have called, it's called myelination. It's really cool where it, it's the coding of the pathway. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what they find is that is it one thing, the first thing you got to do is got to build the pathway. It's kind of like building a new, you know, interstate highway. Yeah. You build that new interstate highway, but then you got to get the cars on it and you got to kind of break that pathway in. you got to break that interstate in and that's what myelination is. So so not only is it recreating but then you got to use it and you got to train it. Right. And then you get this coding so it becomes the go-to pathway. Right? Right? So go to recreating those go-to pathways and that can take time. Mm-hmm. It's not a magic bullet like you yeah. said. You got to train it and you got to have the expertise to know how to train it. Wow. But over time you'll get you'll get it. You get it back. You get it back. Maybe not to 100% but but definitely to a level where you know, you're, you're feeling more back to normal. Your, your, your dopamine serotonin levels, these, these chemicals in your brain is starting to reset. Um, and you get pleasure again, right? Yeah. From the simple things in life that used to give you pleasure. Yeah. And you don't have to self-medicate anymore. And that's really the goal. 
Wow. Oh, for sure. Listening to you talk about that and the serotonin and the dopamine. And I just think of all the, you know, the heavyweights in the NHL, the, the guys who have taken their lives, totally. right? How many mm-hmm. concussions would they have had? Yeah. And then they start mixing in the alcohol and they start mixing in the opioids. Sleeping and the, pills. Totally. Everything. Yeah. Which are, you know, reforming them pathways and, and destroying them alone, just the drugs themselves. Right. And now mm-hmm. you're mixing in multiple concussions with that. And yeah. You don't stand a chance. You also are blowing the, you know, blowing, blowing the whole, the dopamine levels up in a, in an artificial way. I mean, we're not, not just the professional players, but I mean, like anyone that turns to self-medication of head injury, Mm -hmm. um, you are, you're, you're affecting the natural, you're, you're you're releasing it based on an artificial, uh, stimuli and that really. It really makes the brain uh, confused. It sure right? does. It sure I did that does. for a number of years. With, <laughs> and I'll, I've said it on here lots before with diehard cocaine addict. And over time, there was no such thing as regular dopamine in my brain anymore. Right, right. I didn't know how to function without that stuff. Not yeah. a chance. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I remember, um, when my son was, uh, born and um i i thought that that was going to be something that was absolutely gonna you know change me i thought oh you know what i'll be a dad i'll Mm -hmm. be happy and i tell you what i struggled because i wasn't in a happy place Mm -hmm, and and i felt like like a bad dad i felt like a bad partner and you know uh, um uh, it like until I asked the right people the right questions, I was completely lost. And mm-hmm. and um, I, I think that uh, you know when we're dealing with our with ourselves, and when we're talking about the brain, and we're talking about you know you know addiction and that we need a you know team of people who mm-hmm. are going to help us. And mm-hmm. you know. Every time I found myself at a, you know, dead end with something, I would look, you know, and try something else. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you, you have to put in, you know, a lot of work and you have to be patient and you have to accept that um, you aren't the same person that, that you were. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you can't get back to it. It just means that you, you have to make conscious choices and put in a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I, you know, feel happy today. And there was a time in my life that I didn't think I was ever going to be able to be happy again. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we, you put in the work and you talk to the right guys and the right people yeah. and you ask questions and you, 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 you can't always assume that you've tried everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, yeah. There's always a solution yeah. and, and you're right. Having the right team is, is critical. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, these hormones drive our decisions, you know, mm-hmm. and it's our frontal cortex, the front part of our brain that we have uh, that c- control over. The, v- the rest of the brain is mostly subconscious in mm-hmm. a sense. And there's a lot of processes going on back there. But you can actually rewire in your frontal cortex with training, with myelination, mm-hmm. right? What releases dopamine and what doesn't. I'll give you an example. 
right? For some people, sitting on the couch eating chips releases dopamine. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. For some people, that releases stress hormone. Yeah. <laughs> and going to the gym and working out releases dopamine. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can actually rewire your brain d- depending on which one you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With your pad, it takes some time, but but it uh, you know they always say it takes about three months to change a habit. Right. It's probably you know in this case a little bit more time than that, but you can start to rewire that. But it comes down to an understanding. If you can educate and tell the, the reasoning why, that's what the that's how you change behavior. And if you can give hope, yeah, mm-hmm. then you start to that's that first shot of dopamine naturally. Yeah, yeah, and that starts that process. And then you know we, they, you start to go through that road to recovery um, of your concussion or of your addiction, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, it's a power, it's a very powerful thing. So. It's something you hope, we hope that most people go down that road mm-hmm. of, of healing and, and, um, and try to prevent, uh, you know, a, a self-destructive pathway. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. And I, when I work with people in, you know, active addiction and trying to get them into recovery, it's the same type of process, right? It, everybody notices the behavior, but where does that behavior come from? Mm-hmm. And then we start breaking it down, right? It, it comes from a thought. Well, where does that thought come from? And it comes from some sort of experiential some experience you've had or some value mm-hmm. system that's been installed from a young age or whatever, right? So you, that's what you've grown up with. And it goes from value to, to thought to action. And it becomes that natural go-to it's pathway. Perpetual, mm-hmm. perpetual pathway. Yeah. And everybody wants people just stop, just mm-hmm. stop using drugs or just yeah. stop drinking, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, thanks. thanks. It's yeah. that easy. <laughs> the value system's a big one. And I think that's one of the keys is changing that, you know, adjusting the value system. If it's a, it's, if it's a value system that's creating that, that, that perpetual Mm -hmm. uh, issue, you know, and, and again, education, education, support, uh, that's how you change the value system. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And, um, and some, yeah. And that pertains to concussion and the value and, and, and their value system of, of, or their understanding as to why they're, they are where they're, they are Mm -hmm. or, or what they have to do to get better. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. I love talking about this stuff. I love to hear people who know about it, talk about it. It just makes me so happy and just like vibrating. Yeah. Trying to take in all this information <laughs> because when you, when you have the, you know, passion and, and, and you have the information and it, it just it makes your day-to-day life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you guys an example. After I got hurt, there were days where I would put the bread in the toaster and stand over the toaster and go, what the hell am I doing here right now? Right. Right. And all of a sudden, it, you know, pops up and it's, oh yeah, I'm making toast. Yeah. And that got me down because you have, you have a tough time trying to do some of the simplest things right mm-hmm. and it just adds up and it adds up and um you know i uh, i truly believe that um after we hit our heads uh, we need to not only go see them but <laughs> go talk to a, a you know counselor because mm-hmm. you know if if like you have things such as you know depression and you know ptsd and you know anxiety prior to to you know getting hurt it Mm -hmm. can just crank all that stuff up and that's what happened with me me, 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 right Right. i spent most of my life white not knuckling it but after i got hurt (laughs) i 
I was I was lost for yeah. a very long time. And now you're found. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a continuing process every day to rewire our brains. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's it's a it's definitely definitely a process. And yeah. Well, James, I mean, we've seen a lot of these different cases. Yeah. I mean, you, you you touched on something. Uh, maybe James, you want to talk a little bit about how you have to have a team of practitioners. We do not. We have our expertise in this space. You cannot, but we also know that, you know, psychologists, these other, For sure. these other people we work with, maybe you want to touch on some of that, how we try to work yeah. as a team. Yeah. I mean, in, in our clinic, we have, um, obviously the chiropractors, we also have a massage therapy and physiotherapy, but we're, we're open to sending elsewhere too, mm-hmm. right? It's not about keeping people at our clinic. So we've dealt with, you know, uh, uh other clinics in town that, uh, do eye tracking exercises, yeah. rehab in that sense. And that stuff is so important in these, you know, the, the, the minor concussions to, to severe concussion, we try to all, you know, treat them all the same because it's, it's still your brain, right? For and, sure. Um, you know, we've seen cases that are more severe and, um, referring elsewhere to get help and and i find just listening right yeah. it's it's one of the things it's the one of the most easiest but powerful tools is when you sit down and you listen to someone it's uh it's amazing what you can get out of someone mm-hmm. and it's uh it's a pretty rewarding job right it's pretty cool how you can help people and uh yeah we're we're very passionate about it we know are part of this, you know, we, we do a lot of soft tissue. We do a lot of treatment on the neck. We do, um, we have laser, we have, you know, a bit of everything to, to help with it, but we're not treating the concussion. We're, we're managing the symptoms, mm-hmm. right? We're just one piece of the puzzle. Other people need to manage, you know, like you said, the depression, the, the, yeah. um, you know, the eye tracking stuff, there's difficulties with that. It's just, it, it's a, it's a matter of, filling them with the right team. Yeah, right. And for sure. Um, you know, this is uh, what you guys are doing this, you know, listening to people telling your stories like mm-hmm. that's, um, this is what wasn't out there before. Right. It's, it's, it's cool to see this now. Yeah. And people are okay to admit that they're hurt and then they need help. And it's, uh, you know, over the last 10 years, it seems like that's changing, which is really cool. So, and it's, uh, we feel fortunate to be a part of that path. Right. And, um, it's not just for us. It's not just concussions. We see this with, you know, a lot of injuries, right? Yeah. People struggle, people, you know, they get hooked on painkillers and sure. they, they think they have no help. And, um, but again, you listen and you, you, you know, try to help what they're struggling with. It's, it's a cool thing, right? It really it's, is. It's kind of interesting too. You kind of hit, hit the, is that an interesting comment there? You know, um, we do, we do treat all types of injuries. Like, you know, uh, someone pulls a hamstring or someone, you know, hurts the rotator cuff like they they can feel the pain they when they move i mean we can diagnose it pretty much on the spot right concussions different Mm -hmm. it's kind of that silent injury it is you know and sometimes you can kind of pick up on it just looking at someone um but again they they have these these forces like their coaches their their teachers you're like come on yeah right Mm -hmm. you don't look injured for sure and some of these people really are and um so to, to be able to, to find a diagnosis, but again, the trick that the real, what's going to take us to the next level with this is, is the prevention and, mm-hmm. and, and the early Education. detection. Yeah. Cause if we can, if we can get early detection, have people, you know, that the coaches, the parents pick up on this and, and they remove the kid from play and go through the procedures. Um, you know, hockey Canada has their own procedures uh, as to what return to play should be. 
um, parachute.ca, uh, I believe, is the website <laughs> that has so. a ton of information for, in Canada here uh, that, that we, we use as a resource. Um, you know, that'll, that'll be the game changer. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do. We have to prevent, you know, those chronic cases, mm-hmm. those multiple concussions that haven't been addressed or managed properly mm-hmm. that then cause issues later on in life. And, and, um, you know, CTE being one of those things, right. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy, right. Where we actually get placking of the brain with these things called tau proteins that start to show up in the brain. And this is found in, in people that have had, you know, multiple concussions that have been mismanaged. Right. And, um, you know, early onset dementia is tied to this, uh, just very mm-hmm. severe. It could be very severe. The symptoms that people get. Totally. I think and, I'm thinking about all the NFL documentaries I've seen of old yeah. stars, right. Who have yes. taken their lives and early onset dementia. There was a famous study where they dissected 111 brains. Yeah. And I think 110 of them, these are NFL players yeah. deceased, obviously uh, 110 of them had, uh, had signs of CTE. Wow. Right. The only one that didn't, I think was a kicker. <laughs> and, uh, so it, it's, it's there, it's, 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 it's real. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're detecting this stuff post-mortem, yeah. the mm-hmm. CTE stuff, really hard to pick up on this stuff when the person's still living, but you know, Monador, these, these hockey players, Carcillo, I'm sure has signs of CTE mm-hmm. and, and, um, so just prevention, right? Mm-hmm. Just get the word out there, prevention, get, let's get rid of that old school mentality. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an injury. Treat it like any other injury. You know, if a hockey player strains their groin playing, you know, they, they may need three to four weeks off and rehab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not even a question. We see it all the time in the NHL. Yeah. A player, right? Well, let's do the same thing with concussions. For sure. It's an injury too. Yeah. So let's pull them off the ice and let's rehab them. And if we have a baseline that we can reassess them to and know when they're safe to go back, that's, that's the key. Right? Mm-hmm. That's really the key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're not going away. Right. The concussions are always, again, like we talk about, it's not just sport, right? Yeah. They're, they're going to be there forever, but mm-hmm. if we can set up a good plan and, you know, mm-hmm. educate people, you know, that's, that's, what's going to stop the, yeah. the future. And issues, vouch right? for yourself, man. Yeah. Be your totally. own, you know, uh, the coach, some of these coaches aren't going to do it for you and then know what, <laughs> you know, like the parents and the kids need to. Yeah. Oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure enough. there's a few coaches out there that'll hear this or and, oh, don't, don't <laughs> yeah. listen to that. And some coaches, <laughs> some coaches are guys. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's not it right. There's some of, some of them are fantastic. And sometimes it's the parents of the yeah. ones that, yeah. <clears throat> that don't really understand what's going on. But, um, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, we were showcasing the technology to, uh, one of the junior hockey teams, um, in West, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to, because I don't want to name any yeah. names or anything. And we'll say Western Canada, a very well-known team. <laughs> and, uh, and the training staff wanted this. They wanted, they're like, this is great. We can baseline our players and we can reassess them. And, and then as soon as the coach, who was also, you know, the GM and, mm-hmm. and owner, um, saw the system, <clears throat> immediately shut it down. He says, I don't want something that's going to tell me that I can't play one of my players. Wow. And I just re it really, I was like, really? Like yeah. <laughs> that really, you know, affected me in the sense it's like, cause we treat this and we see the dire consequences. Of mm-hmm. Like you don't want something to protect your players. So that, that mentality's out there. Still, yeah. Like it really is. So you have to vouch for yourself. You have to protect yourself. You have to get educated on it. And, um, 
it's a very heavy subject and mm-hmm. there's a lot of information out there on mm-hmm. it and you don't need to be an expert on it as a, as a parent or a player. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you do need to do is you need to find the people in your community, the practitioners in your community, the team. And I'd, I'd, I'd hope that most communities have this, uh, that you can connect with. And, um, and if you do end up, you know, getting a concussion, you know where to go and, and, and we can prevent the, cr- the chronicity of this, the chronic, mm. the chronic concussions and the symptoms that, um, that take a long time to rewire. Right. Wow. Yeah. I think about when we talk about building the right team, right. That reminds me a lot of what we try to do here on our side mm-hmm. of the table, right. At our collective journey, we're not the experts in all these areas, right. Mm we're the first piece that a lot of people reach out to. And then we sit and we, like you said, James, we sit and we listen. Mm-hmm. And that's the most powerful piece, right? Cause a lot of individuals that reach out to us have never really had anyone sit there and listen without judgment or For sure. listening to fix, right? I'm going to fix you and this and that. We just sit and then start piecing together. What are the pieces that are missing from your team? And let's see if we can put them on your team because we cannot do this alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I get that sense the same type of thing with a concussion, right? Mm-hmm. If you sit at home, I know when I got all banged up years ago on street fighting and fought a bouncer and got my orbital bone broke and my nose, nobody ever thought about a concussion. I have these physical injuries you can see. So those are the ones we're going to treat. And then you go back to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I started thinking if I would have had a better team around me, who knows where that would have led, right? But it mm. probably wouldn't have led to or all these. Or tougher ha- buddies, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just you guys listening to that? Just kidding. <laughs> so Sorry. <laughs> oh no, that is so funny because that's true. I was by myself. I was just night. where kidding. were you guys? I was kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> that's why whenever I go out, I always have James at my side because he's, uh, he's yeah. a big boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't go far. He's my well, protector. I don't, I don't go into those establishments anymore. Yeah, much, stay away, so, right? Yeah. yeah nothing, nothing good came of that stuff. No. Yeah. But, yeah. That's funny. but that's the whole piece, right? Is is putting a team together mm-hmm. of, of people who are experts in their field. Cause we're not the experts in a lot of things. Right. We're the experts on, you know, our own experience sure. and our story. Yeah. And then it's like, let's find the rest of the pieces here. And for if you come across someone, this is for all the listeners here who, who, who thinks they are that, that only piece that you need run for the Hills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's too, di- it's too dynamic. This is too complex. Absolutely. Um, you 100%. need, you need, you need practitioners to understand what their scope is and you need to know that you need a team approach and, and that'll include, you know, physiotherapy, potentially maybe chiropractic, mm-hmm. um, massage therapy, potentially for dealing with, you know, the soft tissue components, like the whiplash components, which, you know, we can have tightening of, of the muscles that can reproduce concussion like symptoms mm-hmm. as well. We didn't really <laughs> dive into that much, but that that's what happened with Crosby a few years back. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, you know, an optometrist potentially looking mm-hmm. at that as, I mean, psychologists, right. So, so yeah, people, people don't want to work together and, and help you and, and help you on your journey. And, and you need to know it's never a linear improvement. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're not going to get better and better and better every single day. You need to know that your good days are going to get better and your bad days are going to get better, but you're still going to have some good days and mm-hmm. bad days along right. the, along the way. And don't get discouraged because you're not, if you're getting the right type of management and care and you're, you know, trying to, you know, get, stay away from, from this, you know, the self, uh, medication piece of things, you, your chemistry will start to resolve and you'll start to, you start to get better and don't get discouraged if you have Mm -hmm. a bad day in there. Um, that's when you reach out to your support system. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what they're there for. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess. 
Um, <coughs> one thing that I found out was that one of my eyes was actually tracking uh, faster than my other one. Mm-hmm. And when we were able to start on that, um, you know, I started not to get as, you know, dizzy all the time. Um, I started to, you know, feel, you know, kind of okay again. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you definitely have to try everything at your disposal until you find the right combo that works for you. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. One of the craziest things that we do just to, you know, to show a patient and we'll do, we can do this here, but if you take your fingers and you put them at the base of your skull on both sides, right at the base of the skull with a light touch and you move your eyes left to right, look left to right, you'll actually feel those muscles fire. Mm-hmm. That's one of the main reflexes that we need to try to reestablish, mm-hmm. right? Chronic headaches coming from the, so, so things like that's that. Yeah. And it, yeah. For sure. And it has an effect <laughs> and that's how whiplash even can affect that. And I guess back to Crosby, cause that was an interesting case. This is what, four or five years ago. Yeah. But it was a rotational so. hit. If any of you, it, mm-hmm. I think it was an outdoor game and he was hit kind of from the side. Yeah, and it yeah. was kind of, a, and, they, and they say that these rotational injuries are the worst ones for concussion, right? Where we get twit, the head gets twisted, so to speak. Those are the nasty ones. And he was, you know, seeing all these practitioners having all these symptoms and like, he was off the ice for like quite a while, like months and months. I want to say six, seven months yeah, for a while. And, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. They were doing, you know, scans of his brain and the brain looked like it was healing or it had healed. Um, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And then <laughs> it was actually Dr. Carrick, mm-hmm. uh, a chiropractor by trade, but very well known that actually found that, that he had an upper, upper injury or soft tissue injury in his upper neck that was creating these concussion-like symptoms. And that's another thing. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. You know what? Sometimes (laughs) these chronic, you know, you have chronic symptoms. Sometimes it's, it's the, it's not even coming from the brain. Mm -hmm. In many cases it is, but sometimes it's like an upper neck disorder. You get that cleared up all of a sudden you start feeling like a million bucks again. Right. Exactly. And, uh, so the diagnosis is really crucial and, and, um, and yeah, it's uh, a lot of studies coming out now on, on, on the upper cervical spine and its role with concussion-like symptoms and especially with whiplash. And, um, you know, they say 99% of concussions have whiplash. Mm-hmm. So you got to also, you know, wow. treat the soft tissue. You got to go after that too, whether it's massage, chiropractic, physiotherapy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's an important component that uh, never really was discussed yeah. In the past. In the past, yeah. Nope. No, I was, I was told that, that they, they did not know if I was ever going to get any better. And they said that I should be prepared for it to get worse. And you hear that. Yeah. And you're just Jeez. like, oh, life's going to just get fucking shit. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so worse. all of a sudden you start to think about it, right? Yeah. And, and I, I spend a lot of times hiding away because of, you know, m- right, pain and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and the pain adds up and then you s- start to get bad thoughts and it's just a cycle. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I don't think, I think that we we definitely have to treat the problem, not the symptoms, right? Yeah. Well, and then you think about, uh, you know, you're touching on something that's really interesting. Um, we have this part of our brain called the amygdala and, uh, it's our stress center. 
right? So when we feel stress, when we're anxious, this thing's firing and it actually grows in people that have chronic stress, chronic anxiety, this area of the brain, it starts to grow and, um, and it releases, there's a, there's this pathway that happens, but basically we release stress hormone when we're stressed cortisol, right? Mm -hmm. And how much cortisol is, it, it's a vasoconstrictor, meaning that it restricts blood, all these different things that we need to heal from a concussion. But right off the bat, telling to someone, you know what, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to treat this a certain yeah. way. What you're feeling is normal. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. I mean, imagine you would have had that explained to you instead of saying, guess what, man? Like, <laughs> We're not sure. Uh, yeah. We don't know what's going on, Jeez. but you you could get worse. Um, <laughs> we don't really know how to help you. Yeah. I mean, Here's you must bill. have been, you must have been dumping excessive amounts of cortisol in your body. Your I, I mean, I would must be have been huge. Yeah, yeah, massive amygdala, man. Um, that, that happens over time, but, but it does right. I, again, sure. physiologically, another reason why just, just education. Mm -hmm. education, seeing the right people at the right time, being educated, knowing that you're going to be, you know, you're going to be okay. There's a path here. There's options for you. Here they are. And then just getting, keeping the stress hormones down, just knowing that there's hope here um, and how that can actually affect how, how quickly you recover. Cause now you got blood flow yeah. to those mm -hmm. areas. I need blood flow, not restricted by stress hormones. I for mean, sure. it's just, um, there's so many different components to healing to mm -hmm. this um, that we see. And, uh, it's about management, Yeah, you know, management. Wow. I love the education piece too, because if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. Don't know, don't right? worry. Yeah. And then you fall back into the, the coping mechanisms you've always known or the, the stressors from your coach and your, whatever your mm -hmm. parents and all these things mm -hmm. and get back out on the ice. And I find that lots, you know, I always bring it back to our side of the table and when parents reach out or, or spouses of loved ones who are in active addiction, they don't. They've never had no to deal idea. with this before, right? It's yeah. like, educate yourself about what addiction really is. Mm -hmm. Cause it's, you're going to be in for a ride here. It's, it's complex. It's, it's not, you know, I go back to my own experience. I went to treatment the first time and come back to the same job, same everything. And well, now you're fixed. You went to treatment. Mm -hmm. You should have this. You should know better now. Right. And it's just not the way it works. Right. Yeah. It's almost like that pathway is always kind of going to be there in mm -hmm. the background, but you had to myelinate, create a new one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the trick is, is keeping that new one myelinated. Yeah. Not allowing that other one to fire up again. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key. It's mm -hmm. so true. Yeah. We talked about that on one of the recent podcasts about, uh, it was explained to me if you have, you know, the path through the forest, it's well beaten, right? And you're going to go mm. through that path all the time because the time. it's the easy totally. one, right? Mm. And that, that is becomes active addiction. And if you want to create a new path, you got to start mm. forging through some bush, sure. taking some scrapes, taking some lumps, mm. getting through there. And eventually that path's going to be beaten and this one's going to grow over. That's, mm -hmm. It's always going to be you there. Just summed yeah, up, you just there. summed up neurology there beautifully with it's that amazing. analogy. And, and that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm a visual person. So when someone explained it to yeah. me like that, I'm like, yeah. man, I can get that. And you beat that new pathway down and you make it a new primary pathway. Yeah. Right. And that was the same, you know, it's habits, right? It's like, yeah. it's not going to be easy no. and it's going to be a process. And yeah. That's a great enough. We have to use that clip. Yeah. I like that one. That's really Steal good. It. I, I wish I could give credit <laughs> to who told me that. I can't remember. I was probably hailed out. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's. There's so many connections, right? And and the part I love hearing about the concussions, it's kind of like the mental health issues that come with addiction or just mental health in general, right? It's it's not a broken arm. It's not a, a broken leg. So it's up here and you can't see it. So right. there's a concussion. So you, and now 
well, if you can't see it, does it really exist type mm-hmm. mantra that's out there a lot of times, right? Like you'd never tell somebody, oh, you don't need those crutches. Get off yeah. those crutches and start walking normal, right? For sure. Get yeah. to work. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes to mental health or concussions, yeah, it's so similar. Well, what I'm, and I'm, I'm really curious, we'll never really know this per se, but how many people that struggle with addiction um, have had, you know, we call them MT, minor traumatic brain injuries, mm-hmm. MTBIs, concussions um, in their, in their lifetime, yeah. right? I guess totally. when, you, when 50% of them are undiagnosed, <laughs> yeah. I guess you'd never really know, right? But, but I, I would, I would bet that it's, that the numbers are staggering. I, yeah, absolutely. Like I just look at Rick, uh, the other guys that are part of this, Rick and Damien and mm-hmm. yourself and how many stories we sit and talk about the old days when we were in bar fights or yeah. fighting on the ice or all these things, mm-hmm. right? And nobody ever talks about a concussion. No. And I'm sure every one of those came with one. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. 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 yeah exactly. And those are just the guys I know, right? Or multiple, right? Over totally. time. Yeah. Well, just mismanaged though again. Yeah. Mismanaged and, and, and uh, affecting the neurochemistry and, mm-hmm. and affecting our, our decision-making and altering our dopamine release Yeah, mm-hmm. is really what it really, really what it comes down to. Right. Fascinating. Oh, love to learn. <laughs> I, I remember when Derek came to came to us. Some, I don't know. That was a couple months ago. And he said we should have the concussion doctors on. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. What are we going to talk about concussions? And and even coming here today, I, it, as the week progressed, I'm like, man, this is probably going to be one of the most fascinating podcasts I've been a part of because right. I'm interested in the education piece for sure, and also interested in how this affects my life. Mm-hmm. And how I wish I would have known this stuff 20 years ago mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and just how, and now sitting here and going through this hour with you guys and hearing how many similarities there are with the neuroplasticity and the dopamine and the serotonin and all these things that activate the addiction pathways as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. So it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And I know I won't say any names, but <laughs> the therapist you see, he was one of my professors in the addiction counseling program that I took and he spends quite a big semester on neuroplasticity in the brain and, and it was probably one of my favorite, my favorite, uh, semesters because right. I, I was coming out of active addiction. I was only like probably nine months into recovery at that point. And I'm, as soon as I started learning about this stuff, I thought, holy shit, I didn't stand a chance on my own out right. there no. trying yeah. to get out of this. Right. That's the why, right. You yeah. realize the, the why. why behind mm-hmm. Absolutely. everything and then yeah. you can make change accordingly. Yeah, for sure. Funny story. Cause I remember one of my, she's been on this podcast, one of my co-students, one of my, uh, classmates she highlighted she knew of my cocaine addiction and all the stuff i had done and in one of the it was a duico textbook one of the cocaine chapters she highlighted this big portion about the short-term memory loss and all these things that cocaine will produce and then it says but with time and practice and work you you will return to some sort of normal and she highlighted that she goes see you're not fucked up for life man you got this keep going that's right exactly (laughs) you you can be okay yeah exactly if you put the work in that's it comes more okay more okay right yeah 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 it's a journey oh for sure it's um Mm -hmm. it's something that i don't wish on anybody else Mm -hmm. um trying to have to navigate you know a bunch of things that you don't really even understand right Mm -hmm. like i i i did not know how concussions actually you know uh, affected me until i started asking and um and after that it 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 was like it was like i figured out that that i had a chance and Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i uh i absolutely love the brain it's um, something that <laughs> is so easily hurt, and it's it's hard 
hard to fix, but there is there is a lot of ways out there that um, uh, that can definitely help you um, get back to some sort of a more manageable life mm-hmm. where where you don't feel like everything is just spinning out of control and you don't know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In the words of Lloyd Christmas, who's saying there's a chance. <laughs> we'll sell this one in a million times. <laughs> just got to keep our eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> keep our eyes open. <laughs> oh, Swanson Sam tonight. Yeah. I was way off. Not That's even so close. <laughs> Well, we really appreciate you guys taking time. I know yeah, you guys are probably awesome. a couple of the busiest dudes in town, I'm sure. Thank oh, you no, so much. This was much. awesome. Thanks, yeah, guys, for having yeah. us. Yeah. We love, we love speaking on this topic. And, yeah, and, we could uh, talk for hours, if we can, if this If this podcast helps one of your viewers, uh, it's more than worth it. For sure. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and now we have another resource to, mm-hmm. to add to somebody's team down the road, I hope. For sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts? I don't think so. No, I mean, um, if if uh, e- any more information on on you know the screening uh, capabilities or whatever for for the baselining, uh, Um There's information there on it. If you're a practitioner and want to add you know a screening tool, uh, we're you know you can always reach us at the Kinetic Center as well too mm-hmm. if you have any questions about some of the protocols that we use. <clears throat> Uh, or if you want us to, uh, if you need help with, yeah. with, uh, with dealing with any of your mm-hmm. issues, it doesn't matter if you're in medicine hat or not, we, we want to be a resource for you. And, and even through email, we'd love to help. So yeah, uh, please reach out. Yeah. Reach out for sure. For sure. We'll get, uh, we'll get the wizard. We'll get Dave to put your guys's website and stuff in the show notes Absolutely. Right? for when it goes online. Then that'd be cool. Easy. Anybody who's listening, anyone who wants to connect with James or Ryan, you guys hit that link and, sure. and follow it. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, guys, what an honor. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys so thank much. You this very was awesome. Much. This thank was you cool. guys. Um, what, what you guys have brought to this, not just this town, but, um, the, you know, light that you guys have been able to shine, um, today. Um, I, I, I know that it's going to definitely at least help, you know, um, one and, you know, we, uh, we, we are people who, who are very, you know, complex and there's so many, you know, chemical reactions that, that happen in us. And, you know, sometimes our bodies don't help us out and we need to find help. And, um, if there's anybody out there who's, uh, dealing with can, concussion symptoms, concussion issues, um, and, and you need to chat, uh, please, I know, uh, send me a text and I can uh, help you get into, you know, contact with these two fine gentlemen and their, you know, fantastic team over at the Kinetics Center. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't say enough about you guys. It's just fantastic people appreciate that yeah mm-hmm. so appreciate cool yeah. thanks for stopping by today guys yeah, and gracing awesome. us with your with your knowledge because <laughs> like we said throughout the show and we always say right we don't know what we don't know and this has been totally. amazing yeah. i've loved listening to you guys derek i'm so glad you found these guys and put them on your team mm-hmm. 
happy to have them. Thank <laughs> you so much. Hey, we, we love being part of your team. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. We're always here for anyone. So cool. Yeah, we'd love to come back. This is a, Oh, yeah. We could talk for hours about this yeah. stuff, honestly. Yeah. It's such well, a perfect. cool subject. So Good. We will definitely have you guys back because it's amazing sitting here listening to this stuff. Yeah. Especially when you can start putting pieces of your own life together. For looking sure. backwards in the rearview mirror, right? Like, <laughs> holy shit, that happened. Oh, my God. No wonder. It all yeah. makes sense. It, it sure all makes does. sense. It adds sense. up, right? For sure. Well, thanks again. Yeah, Jim. thanks again, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, this was awesome. Well, don't forget to, uh, if you guys are like what you're hearing, you, you know, you, you're following us, subscribe to these podcasts, rate us, review us, do whatever you want to do on there. Any of the uh, reviews, like we talked about last time, uh, we're going to read them on the air. So whether you're calling us names, whether you're, whatever it is, right? If it's if you find this helpful, share it with your friends and uh, hit us up. We're here to help. And with that, the end. From Darkness to Life is an Our Collective Journey podcast. These are the true stories of struggles and triumphs against addiction and mental health challenges. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please consider supporting OCJ by visiting ourcollectivejourney.ca and clicking donate. All proceeds go to supporting the health and wellness of people in our community. Hosted by members of Our Collective Journey. Produced by Rob Pape. Engineered, edited, and directed by Dave Cruikshank. From Darkness to Life is a plugged-in media network exclusive. Thank you for listening.